I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Greetings, adventurers. Today, we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. And on this episode, we had an author reach out to us who has investigated the paranormal and has some really awesome stuff to share. His name is yeah. M.R. <laughs> Gorga. Is that right? That's correct. Gorga. I really fought under pressure for some reason. Say it with confidence, stuff. Noah. That's right. <laughs> um, M.R. Gorga, thank you so much for joining us. How long have you been into the paranormal? Uh, it's just, I think it's just been um, uh, almost like a lifelong thing for me. It's just... Uh, you know, I grew up in New Jersey uh, at the time when Amityville Horror was uh, was out and uh, the son of Sam was running around with a 44 caliber kind of, you know, blowing people away and uh, <laughs> and super catch. And it's just, yeah. And, then, you know, and then, uh, you know, just this uh, this this fear or this thing just kind of like washed over the Tri-County area, you know, you know, and um, and uh, and it just sort of. I guess it just had an effect on me and, you know, just had some experiences as a, as a little uh, kid as well. So it's just kind of always been there and it's, uh, you know, it's just made its way into my, my writings. And Amityville horror, that is like, isn't that based on a true story of, 
It, it is. It was, yeah. uh, I, I believe, it was Ed and Lorraine Warren who investigated the house. Um, uh, but yeah, it's based on a true story. You got some people who say it's a hoax, and other people say mm -hmm. it's real. And you know, <laughs> oh, I wonder which one you would be, JJ. <laughs> well, one thing we love to find out with our guests is where they fall on the believometer. Zero meaning they don't believe in ghosts and the supernatural, and ten, it is absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? Uh, I believe they're absolutely real, but I believe that they are not ghosts at all. Hmm. Okay. Like people who are like trapped in time or something? Or spirits or... No, I believe that they're uh, demonic entities okay. masquerading as ghosts. Oh, ah. interesting. Okay. And what led you down that path? Uh, just knowing how this... Um, this 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 realm behind the behind the the curtain works uh the unseen realm of dark forces and and demon spirits how they operate um and they're able to kind of transform themselves into any um any shape or form that they that they want they can transform you know into de dead relatives and you know they can mimic your your deceased grandmother's voice to a T. And so, um, you know, they're really, really skilled in, um, in deception and manipulation. And so I believe it is my belief that uh, much of what we see that people believe that are ghosts are actually demon spirits in disguise, a devil with a mask on. Right. And is, is that what led you to write the book Demons Among Us? Yeah, well, the reason why I wrote Demons Among Us was uh, it, the book is actually an answer, uh, in answer to a, a series of uh, nighttime assaults I was having um, by these demonic attacks by demon spirits and beings, and and so I would wake up, you know, um, with iron, steely hands, you know, uh, clenching my throat uh, to choke me, um, taking my breath away. Um, Press, pressings into the bed, evil whisperings uh, into my ear in some strange um, demon-y language, whatever that was, but, um, you know, bitings and scratchings and things of that nature. And, and this was going on for, you know, some time, like over a week, a nightly, you know, some kind of mm -hmm. nightly attack. And so... <clears throat> So I know that they, the last thing that they want to do is to be exposed um, and shed the light on how they, they operate and how they function in the, in the world without anybody really kind of knowing it. Uh, and so I said, okay, you're, well, you're going you're gonna to hit me. I'm going to hit back. And, uh, you know, so Demons Among Us is the answer to those string of nighttime assaults. And, um, and that's primarily why I wrote the book was to alert people to the, the dark forces that are functioning behind the realm of the paranormal without them even knowing it right. and, it, and it, how it might influence their lives around them, you know. And did you have something trigger those effects? Was there something that took place in your life that kind of opened Pandora's box to these demons? Yeah, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. And with that, when that uh, what that means is you become a, you know, a target. It means that you have a mortal enemy that's going to attack you. And so, you know, at the, at that time, I was functioning in a high level of ministry, being a, uh, a prayer leader 
in a church, uh, in a ministry that I belong to. And so that really, when you, when you in, engage in what we call spiritual warfare, meaning you're praying against dark forces and demonic things and everything of that nature, um, that really sets that, uh, puts that target on your back. And so um, it wasn't only me that was experiencing uh, those, uh, those experiences at that time. In fact, um, at the, one, of the, one of the prayer meetings, I had asked the people there, it was like 25, 30 people. And I said, is, you know, is anybody um, experiencing these things at night, uh, these, these nighttime attacks? And then, you know, one by one, these hands started to raise. And, um, and, and bef before it was all said and done, it was like 13 people had raised their hands and they were all experiencing very, very similar attacks at the same time. Uh, and that's, you know, that's another part why I, I, I wrote the book as well, because, mm -hmm. you know, it just angered me that, um, you know, it made me think that, okay, if, if we're being attacked and then how many other people are under these, the influences of, uh, demonic powers and dark forces and dark influences without then, excuse me, without them even knowing it. So, and that's part in part what, what fueled the writing as well. So I'd love to know more on the religious side of things. I grew up in the church and everything, and there were so many stories about visions and, yeah. you know, people talking to angels or spirits in person or in their dreams, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Would you say, like, how, how can you be confident that those also aren't kind of these demonic forces coming through if they are showing their selves, you know, in current times to people, you know, we've, I'm, I don't know if you've listened to some of our episodes, but we, we've had some dear friends that, you know, talk about people that they see or have communicated with. And, um, you know, it's, it's some of them very helpful, some of them, not so much the spirits right. there. So, right. you know, saying that all of them are kind of these demonic forces. I'm just curious kind of how that relates back to, or kind of what you've learned. Yeah, um, well, I'm going to speak from personal experience. Yeah, because when these things enter your the, the room, it comes with such palpable fear and uh, eeriness and um, just this sense of alarm. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it, it all comes down to personal experiences, and not, and not only that. I mean, there's there's instances, uh, and you can read these in the book where. I've had apparitions appear right at my bedside and the hatred and the, like the vehement anger and hatred that was really roiling off of this, this entity uh, was not, was not just felt like on me, but it was burning through my entire body, like mm -hmm. hot boiling tar. So these entities come with such uh, a power and a force, and it comes with such um uh, it, it just comes with such a, a such deep seated hatred and a black, uh, just a black dread that these things to me are, um, that's what it tells me that these things are um, uh, demonic powers. When you say you have like an apparition come to you, like, are, is this something where like, are you in like a dream state? Are you like, fully awake? And, and like, what exactly is it that you're, you're seeing? Yeah, no, some states are different. I mean, typically they wake you, you up from a dead sleep. 
Mm-hmm. When I talk about these midnight stranglings or these late night stranglings, it's usually about three, between three and four in the morning. Um, and you're woken up out of a dead sleep. And hmm. clearly there's something clenching your throat and squeezing. <laughs> and so I don't think it's something that you can kind of dream up because you wake up and you're like, Ugh. you know, you jolt up. And then, so what happens is they steal your breath away. So you can't kind of cry out for a minute. Yeah. So you do have this moment of panic because it really does feel like you're going to die. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have sleep apnea and sometimes I wake up and I'm like out of breath and I have to like, like I haven't been breathing for like 20 or 30 seconds. And, and like, I wake up gasping for breath, but right. like, is it, is it like that? Or like, do you like feel like the force, like, on on your neck or maybe even your that that forces the question of like is something happening to you which influences your vision or your nightmare or your dream or is it the right or is it the vision that you're having of the demon uh that's making you feel it viscerally in my head but yeah uh curious what you think yeah they some you know some of the apparitions and some of the things are are different so there's different they attack in different ways Sometimes it's absolutely invisible, but to answer your question, yes, it would be like steel, hands of steel clenched around your throat, squeezing very tightly, like a vice. And so you can't imagine that it's not, it's not any part of sleep apnea. It's right. not any part of, of imagining. Just had to cross my T's, make of, sure. No, no, it's not any part of like imagining, right? If uh-huh. somebody was strangling you, you would know it, right? Right. Okay, so it is the same thing. And so these things operate, you know, uh, at times invisibly. And then there's other times where they'll show themselves, um, you know, in various forms, in various in in various kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, uh, again, I mean, it's it just depends on how they decide to to show up. And when I talk about the the uh, the thing at my bedside, Mm -hmm. it was both. it was both uh, physical and spiritual at the same time because it was very much uh, 3D. It was very much, you know, uh, uh, as if I'm looking at you now, but, you know, and then there's parts of it you can actually, you know, see through. I didn't get, I'm not, I didn't tell the story, but I'm just telling you glimpses of that, of of the story of that entity. But, you know, so it just depends on on how they kind of show up. But these things are not imagined. Uh, these things are real because um, these these things are really happening and functioning in in the world around us. And so, uh, when you have these things enter the room, you know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a person, you know, who is religious and and goes to church, I'm not sure if you were in the Catholic Church or not. But did you try to have any exorcisms or cleansings done of your home to try to relieve yourself of these entities? Uh, well, the thing is, is I have authority to dispel them and to cast them out. Um, being a believer or a follower of Jesus Christ, he has given such indescribable power to those who believe in him and in his name, his followers. And he said that I give you power to trample on snakes and scorpions and all the power of the enemy, meaning that he has deposited this power inside of his believers um, into frail humanity. 
and to have power over these supernatural beings who are so far superior in intellect and power and might and cunning. And so he had, gives us uh, this power that all we need to do is use the name of Jesus and these things flee, like, like nothing just disappear. So I don't, I don't term it as, a, as cleansing. I term it as, I, uh, as casting them out. And so are you having to cast out each individual event? Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You have to. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so these things are happening to you. You said they were happening to other people in the church. Yeah. Since you've written your book, have you had more people reach out to you and describe similar events? Oh yeah. It's, it's really weird thing because, you know, when you write a book like demons among us the whole time, you're thinking, Oh man, everyone's going to think I am absolutely out of my mind right and but the the exact opposite happened i mean it was uh, it was not something i expected and all of a sudden like people feel comfortable kind of you know coming up and and saying you know well you know hey i read your book and i had this experience or um or this has happened to me or i've seen this or hey i'm struggling with these demons are attacking me at night. Some of these emails that I, that I get from people are just, you know, there's whoa. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you have to, you have to pray for these people because they're under, you know, it's just not me under that. There's other Mm -hmm. people who are also under attack as well. And so um, when you hear these, these types of stories um, it's, you know, it's, it can be very, very disconcerting and alarming um, but it, yeah, it did. It did. Um, even my own mother, actually, <laughs> my own mother. So she reads a book and she says, you know, I have a story that happened to me. And I was like, and she, so she tells me this story. I won't tell it because it's hers to tell. And I was like, are you kidding me? I said, how had this in, uh, in our entire lives of you being my mother, <laughs> have you not mentioned this not once, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's what the book is, is um, you know, is, is helping people to do is really just kind of come out and, and say, yeah. I have this happening to me and I'm not going to think you're crazy um, because these things are really functioning uh, in the world about us. And so mm-hmm. uh, I don't look at it as crazy. I, you know, I, I have a yeah. whole other view on this stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time we've had someone come on and, and kind of explain uh, this side of it, which yeah. I have a family member who very similarly agrees and sees it this way as well. She's not mm-hmm. a fan of me doing this podcast <laughs> granted i see that just the I podcast <laughs> i am curious when you've had these interactions and experiences and battles had there ever come points where you have been able to verbally communicate with the demon and it communicates back to you like is there any plot or purpose to what they're doing or is it just everything is driven uh presumably out of pure evil and spite uh, it's okay. So yeah, uh, a couple of, couple of things. So first of all, you don't want to engage with a, with a demonic spirit because it's more cunning than you and it's more powerful than you. It'll overtake you. Right. And that's why, that's why we need Jesus because he's, he's bigger, badder, and meaner. Uh, he's not emaciated guy on a cross. He's, he's, a, a an almighty powerful King. And so he has power 
uh, he has given us this power over these demonic entities and that's, and that's it. So when we try mm -hmm. to do it in our own strength, it's, it's just not going to happen. Uh, and according, you know, try to do it in our own ways. It's, it's not going to happen. Um, uh, but to, but to answer that, uh, um, what was the, what was the additional question again? Yeah. I was just <laughs> so wondering in, in your, Oh, like verbally communicating yeah. oh verbally communicate yeah. yeah you don't i'm sorry yeah you don't want to you don't want to enter into it because it's like, like i said like they're, they're smarter but i did um have an entity speak directly into my my hearing and into my ear and that story is it was the first time i i had just become a new believer in, in christ i didn't know anything about god i didn't know anything about jesus i didn't know anything about anything I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know what it sounded like. I had mm -hmm. no idea how to do it. I don't know. You know, I, I am fresh off the banana boat. I don't know what's going on. I was like, <laughs> all right, let me give this, let me give this prayer thing a shot. Right. And so my, my prayer was like, God, I am not even sure that you're real. Right. And, and so anyway, so I'm, I'm doing what I think to do. Right. And then all of a sudden, and I, you know, I was on my knees at my bedside. And then all of a sudden I sense and I feel something enter into the room. And it's a very, very creepy, antagonistic sensation. And uh, I know it's evil. And it comes up right behind my right ear. And so I scrunch my shoulder back, you know, you know, scrunch my shoulder, like kind of like shoo it away. And because I'm sure as hell not going to look back because I don't know what is exactly back there. Mm -hmm. And then it spoke and then it said, you may have gone to God, but you belong to me. This episode of the Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. 
With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of the 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You're always gonna. You're always gonna be mine. I'm never gonna let you know. Let you go. Mm-hmm. Wow. And That's scary. It was clear as clear as day, as clear as I'm speaking to you. And um, contrary to what Hollywood would have you believe, the voice was not hoarse and gravelly and monstery. Mm-hmm. The voice was silvery, smooth, baritone princely and regal <laughs> and there was authority in it and so you know it was this this almost like kingly kind of power but underneath that princely sort of tone was you could you could sense this undercurrent of evil of what, of what it was saying and wow. so and that was the first time that was the first time i you know my intro into the whole spirit realm that was basically the cementing moment where i was like okay all this is real. Yeah. <laughs> is that, are real. Is God that when, is real. Jesus is real. And we're all in the middle of it. Only thing that I go to in my head right now is, you know, I complete, and thank you for sharing all of this. I think I totally understand and respect it. And I'm so happy that you're sharing it with us because it's a new perspective for sure. Um, in my head, you know, we've had so many guests come on and talk about kind of the more, um, the darker energies that they've come into counter with. Um, you know, we've had so many people tell us about like, before they start any type of channeling or communication, how they, you know, uh, say their mantra with guarding them in the white light and good light, um, not necessarily identifying uh, with God or Christianity, although some do definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same, and same thing with the evil ones, they are casting them out and they have very secure boundaries there to protect themselves and the people around them. But to me, it's the same, you guys are saying the same things, um, but it's different, right. But some are for God and, and, or, or some are not, but not, not specifically saying not for God, but like same situations, but identifying in different, maybe religions are different just where they are um, spiritually. And so for me, are you able to like, and same to them, would y'all be able to be like, ah, oh, yes, we're doing the same things or, or would you say it's, does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yeah, and we are both speaking about the spirit realm, right? So mm-hmm. yes, in that regard. And second, we are not talking about the same power because I'm talking about the power that comes from Jesus. It comes from heaven. And it's in his name alone that we have power over these demonic and protection over these demonic entities. Mm -hmm. When we enter into the spirit realm, unguarded, Mm -hmm. unprotected uh, by Christ, um, we, we, we are, we are still unprotected, even though we've said some sort of incantation or anything of that night, because you're still functioning. Mm -hmm. If you're functioning in any of this spiritual work outside of, of, of God and in Christ, you're functioning um, in what is called witchcraft. Mm. And and for mm. people listening to this, 
um, you know, who may be unfamiliar with your work and, but, you know, I've heard points and parts of this philosophy before and maybe are struggling with feeling like they are now being attacked. What would you suggest to those people to help them get control of the situation? So people under attack by, by demonic powers. Is that the question? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, 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 first of all, yeah, you have to, um, uh, I would say you need, um, a power greater than yourself. Um, because you're not going to be able to defeat these supernatural invisible forces, uh, of evil, um, by your own, by your own. And so I say all that to say is that you're, you're going to need Jesus Christ, uh, on your side. So I would advise them to, to get saved, accept Jesus Christ into their life. And then you will have the power, um, because it's a, not only a power, it's a promise that he gives to his believers, whether you're at day one or, you know, all the way down the line, um, you are afforded this, this power, and so that that's that's what I would say because you know um, when you're when you're functioning into into the realm of the paranormal, into the realm of the spiritual without Jesus Christ, you're unprotected and you're open to demonic onslaught. I'm curious because like it's you know it's not often that we have someone on the show that has like a very and I don't know if this is fair to say, but like uh, like very uh, textual uh, interpretation of Christianity mm -hmm. um, is that a fair characterization that like you, you know the it seems like you uh like for you your religion is very much like um you know like w what is in in the book right like mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so yeah like no that's you know, fair to say and i haven't full <laughs> disclosure i haven't read the whole bible um i've read you know portions of it i grew up very religious um yeah. But uh, like it, it seems like demons and the devil are are mentioned in some places, but it's not a big part of it. And I guess I've always just kind of struggled with like if God is all powerful and created everything in the universe, then he or she or or they would also have oh, had to have created. Well, for for you, for you, you know, yeah, like it's a he. Okay, well, no, I'm, he says he's a he. I mean, I think that he is a, an entity that humans invented. So we'll disagree on that, but, and that's okay. It's fine to disagree okay. on, on that kind of stuff and have a conversation. Yeah. But like, why then do demons and the devil exist? And why do you need to constantly be warding them off if, you know, there's an all powerful entity that, uh, made everything in the universe out of out of love and kindness right well okay well you have a, a many layered I guess question there <laughs> sorry take your time yeah <laughs> so I took my time asking it so okay so so let's let me start at the beginning at the beginning God created an angelic race right this is in heaven this is before earth this is before cosmos this is before stars this is before light. This is before time. Before time and the world existed was heaven, God in heaven. So he created uh, angels, right? Uh, and they were created to, to, to love him and to be loved by him. 
Now, what happened in heaven was is that um, uh, there was an angel there named Lucifer who thought he was um, thought he should be God or could be God. Um, and I want to just take one second to talk about like who Lucifer actually is. And I know in Hollywood, we'd like to give him gravelly voices and horns and make him red with a pitchfork and a, a pointy tail and a, and a goatee. Um, but biblically speaking, he was the most beautiful angel God had ever created. And he held the highest rank an angel could have where he was the guardian covering cherub over under, above God's throne. Um, and not only that, his, his physical form was made with all kinds of uh, jewels, which was like uh, diamonds, beryl, onyx, sapphire, ruby, topaz, and all of these shimmering jewels were, were made of his body. So when he moved, he was like this glistening. So can I just pause real quick? Cause I do, I, I do want to like give you plenty of time to sure. answer everything, but just like, like where in the Bible is that description? Like That's what? In Isaiah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Isaiah. I will yeah. take your word for it, but yeah. I just, you know, from like the whole angelic races and like all the details i'm like man i i missed that in sunday school i guess i didn't get this <laughs> portion yeah there's a lot in there if you haven't read it it's it's phenomenal because there's so much stuff in there that people don't really realize uh how supernatural and how paranormal the book actually really is mm -hmm. um and so but yeah so it's in there if you ever want to check it out it's in isaiah uh i want to say i don't know if it's 40 or 53 or 55 or whatever but it's it's the book of isaiah and that Isaiah was a, one of what's known as one of the major prophets. He was one of the major seers in the Bible. And he is, he is one who prophesied Christ uh, almost to a T. Uh, well, to a T, because there is no almost in prophecy. It's, it's 100%. And so, um, but so anyway, so yes, if you want to check it out, just, you know, check out the book of Isaiah. You can find uh, the scriptures about Lucifer there. And so... Um, so, but not only was he was this shimmering spectacle um, of brilliant light, he was, uh, there, were, there were musical instruments in his form as well. It says uh, pipes and timbrels were within his form, and those were musical instruments. And so he thought that, um, uh, it's thought that he was actually the music or the, the choir leader of all of heaven. So when he, was, when he moved, he was orchestration. So not only was, was Lucifer, you know, like play music, he was music. So we have this, basically what I, I said, I'll say like, uh, heaven, uh, Lucifer was heaven's rock star. And so, uh, and all of heaven sang um, the devil's songs in worship to God. He wasn't the devil at the time. He was, he was beloved. Mm -hmm. He was Lucifer. So what happened was because of his exalted um, his exalted uh, station, he became prideful. He thought that he should be God. He, so Satan or Lucifer, he take he he goes to the angels and they they he decides to um, uh, wage a war in order to take the throne of God. And so, uh, long story short, God's not having it. He kicks him out of heaven, and, they, and he's and he's cast out of heaven. And he's not cast out of heaven into hell. He cast out of heaven to the earth. And so 
um, and the devil took a third of the angels with him. And so I don't know how many millions or billions that is, but I would imagine that it's, you know, that it far outweighs uh, the number of humans uh, on, on earth. Um, well, how many did you say there was? It, it's countless. Oh, it's, yeah, he took yeah. a third. He took a third of them. Gotcha. So that's how influential he is. It is argument that he was able to uh, to influence one third of the angels um, to uh, to engage in this rebellion in heaven. Uh, and I said all that to say is because um, it, he was loved at one point, and uh, because uh, he had the ability to choose love or not love, because if he wasn't, if we weren't able to have our choice of loving someone, then we would be robots, right? So God allows us to have free will because that's love. If we were just to be commanded to love him, that would not be love, would it? So what do you say in, in God get out of all of this? I mean, it just kind of sounds like a numbers game <laughs> between them. And I've, I've just, it's always made me feel kind of like. I, it's love. It's the love of God. Once you experience the love of God, you, you will never experience anything else ever the same. Mm -hmm. And so once we're able to kind of uh, breach this broken relationship that we have, that humanity has uh, with its creator, um, it's through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that mends that broken relationships. And once we're able to mend that broken relationship, we can experience this incredible love of God that he has for humanity. So for the outsider who's never experienced it, it seems like a foreign and a, and a crazy thing. But for those who are called into it, it's uh, a thing beyond all um, beyond all language, beyond anything that you, you can't, it's undescribable and it's unexplainable. But he did all that because uh, he created all that. He created them. He created us um, for love, to love them and to be loved back. And because we have this, the, the, because we can uh, have the power of choice, um, God does not interrupt and stop many forms of evil because that would interrupt the free will. And that would make us robots. Um, and we are actually coming up on our hour. Sorry, guys. I don't mean to stop the uh, the debate of, <laughs> of wherever not this a, is. Not going. A I wasn't debate. debating. Just I wasn't a conversation. Debating. I was explaining. I, you know, this is the thing that, like, uh, I I love talking to people about like their religious beliefs and their 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 viewpoints. And I I feel like the the word atheist is a trigger for a lot of people who then assume that I instantly want to have a debate and prove them wrong. I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't really care. Like if you want to yeah. talk about it, let's talk about it. And, mm -hmm. and vice versa. I feel like there are, are non-Christian people who the word Christian is a trigger word. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all about just talking about it, you know? Yeah. So we do thank you for coming on mm -hmm. for audience members who have heard this episode and they're like, yeah, I really dig what he's saying. I want to learn more about his experiences and his uh, viewpoint on demons and religion. How can our audience get in touch with you? Where can they buy their book? Uh, what's the best way to reach out to you? Well, you can find Demons Among Us, shocking real life stories from the paranormal. Oh, it is a number one bestseller, by the way. 
So uh, the book is an Amazon number one bestseller, uh, and you find it on Amazon. Um, right now, it's uh, available in print and Kindle versions, and I should have the audio book coming soon. Uh, and you can find me on uh, Instagram at m.r.gorga and on Facebook at mrgorga. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you. Yeah, Have a good night. Coming on. All right. Yeah. Enjoyed it. All thank right. you. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.